0: Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton at SeanCroxton.com. We've got Dr. Eric Thomas back on the show as part of our Super Kids series. And what he's about to cover in this next seven or eight minutes is so hugely important. I want you all to listen up very, 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 very closely. And let me tell you this real quick. One of the best things that came out of my childhood was the fact that my mom showed me how to do stuff so I can do it on my own. And, you know, one of the things that comes up quite frequently in my Money Mind Academy course is the letting go. You know, parents who have been making the lunches and, you know, doing everything for the children, and now they're 16, 17 years old, and there is a a fear and a a discomfort about having that conversation, about saying to, you know, the young adult, hey, today I'm going to show you how to do this so you can do it on your own. You know, we have a hard time letting go. And, you know, just to get back, when I went to college, I knew how to make my own food. I knew how to do my own laundry. I knew how to put together a shopping list and go shopping. Like, I knew all that stuff because my mom showed me how to do that stuff. I knew how to go out there and find a job. Like, I knew because somebody taught me. If we don't teach the kids now while they're young, when they become adults, they say, I don't know how. Like, I can't imagine what it was like to be one of the other 17-, 18-, 19-year-olds in my dorm out in the world for the first time by themselves, like, not knowing what to do. I can't imagine what that did to their self-esteem. And if they just would have been taken aside for a few hours— and just shown how to do some stuff, it would have made a huge difference. So I just wanted to point that out because this means the world to our young people as they become adults. They just want their parents to show them how. Here's Eric.
1: Make a commitment. And let me tell y'all something. I'm being 100. I made a commitment to that girl at 19 years old. And what I didn't understand is you make one commitment in your life, you start, it's that much easier to make commitments. In. When you make a commitment to somebody and you're able to stick with that commitment only by the grace of God, but by the grace of God not commit adultery, when you start making a commitment in one area, it becomes that much easier to make a commitment in school. And it becomes that much commitment. Okay, first it was my girl, then my kids. And then it was easy to make a commitment to school. It was easy to make a commitment to writing a book. It was easy to commit to making becoming a motivational speaker. And it was easy to commit to doing a dissertation. What I'm trying to tell y'all about J.R. Smith, nothing against my man, but what I'm trying to tell y'all is what he did at a very important moment was what he always does. He just wasn't exposed. It's not choking. It's called habits. It ain't choking. He didn't choke. You know, you didn't see one man when he grabbed the ball and was looking at somebody and they was like, what? And he was like, you didn't see that? What you saw was years of habit. Go, go watch my man on Facebook Live and see what he does. Go follow his Twitter Twitter, and see what he'd be doing on Twitter. Go follow him on Instagram and see what he's doing on Instagram. And then go follow LeBron's habits. LeBron spent $1.5 million this year on his body, sleeps in a chamber, gets this oxygen stuff. You don't see LeBron drinking and smoking. You don't see LeBron at clubs acting crazy. So what you have is these dudes that's clubbing and doing their thing, and they think they're just gonna turn that off, and they're just gonna turn on being the greatest player that ever played. J.R. Smith didn't do nothing wrong. He just did what he always does. He just got caught this time. And he grabbed the ball. I don't like, know, it was football or basketball. And he was like, bye. And LeBron was like, what in the world? (laughs) LeBron was like, bro, where are you going? And listen to me very closely. If you was going to steal a game, that was the game to steal. He might have potentially ruined the whole series. So what I'm trying to tell you when you hear me in the spirit of the living God You play around right now, and one day you're going to wake up in your dream. You're going to be in the NBA Finals, game one, and you're going to do something stupid because you've been doing something stupid the last 15, 20 years of your life. So I'm telling you right now to work on your habits. Number two, I was talking to my son. Number two, come on, parents. I need you to hear number two. Number two, look, first one is a sense of? A sense of? A sense of? Listen to me, number two, I got one more after this, but you got to get this one. Number two, listen to me very closely. Number two, if you're 12 and older, let me see your hand. You're 12 and older, let me see your hand. Good, listen to me, 12 or older, let me see your hand. You're 12 years old, 13, 14, good, hands down. Do me a favor, it's going to hurt. 12 year olds, 13 year olds, it's going to hurt. Mamas don't go against me just for the presentation, you can go against me later. If you're 12, 13, 14 years old, I need you to take complete ownership of your life. Come on, Listen to me, from this day forward, Listen to me very closely. If you go to Iraq or Iran, they, they ain't got PlayStation. They ain't got PlayStation over there. Somebody was telling me about the camp, and I was like, Yeah, we're gonna charge about a little over 100. And some mom was like, Over 100? I said, Ma, you paid 200 for his gym shoes. You paid 200 for his gym shoes. You can't pay 200 for his development. You can spend 200 on entertainment. You can get my man a PlayStation that's gonna take him down the path of destruction. But you can't teach him to invest in himself. Mama, make him take his money, his money, his gym shoe money, and make him spend it on himself. Teach your baby ownership because you might die one day. You might get sick one day. Then what are he going to do? That's so what I was talking to my son about. He was talking about how, dad, I got so much on my plate. I got this. I got that. I said, shut up and man up. You ain't in Iran, you ain't in Iraq, you ain't carrying no gun, you ain't at war at 13. What's on your plate? Which Jordans to wear? What's on your plate? What clothes to wear? What's on your plate? Returning the email? What's on your plate? Going to look at the facility? What's on your plate? So the day my life changed, because I wasn't always the number one motivational speaker in the world. I was homeless, living in an abandoned building, eating out of trash cans. When did my life turn around? The day I stopped saying, my daddy wasn't in my life. I remember praying one day. I'm out praying at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm talking to the creator at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I ain't where I want to be. And I'm like, God, I ain't where I want to be. And he was like, you stop being a victim. I said, what you mean a victim? Well, it ain't my fault my mom got pregnant at 17. It ain't my fault my daddy wasn't there. It ain't my fault they couldn't get along. It ain't my fault. He said, boy, you, you grown. You ain't 10 no more. You, you, the decisions you make right now is up to you. You crying about something that happened to you when you was a kid. You ain't even no kid no more. You a grown man. Take full ownership. The stupid stuff you doing, your parents didn't make you play no video games. And what you crying about? So what? your daddy wasn't there. Your mama ended up getting married. What you crying about? He went to work every day. He never beat you. He never abused you. Your mama did the best she knew how to do. What you crying about? You grew up in a house. What you crying about? You was never sexually assaulted. What you crying about? Did somebody beat your butt because you did something you were not supposed to do? What you crying about? Nobody just came home and started whipping you. Man up. Principle number two, man up. Stop crying. My teacher don't like you. Why? Why she don't like you? Maybe you talk too much. Maybe you disrespectful. Why don't, don't say she don't like you. Go look in the mirror and take full ownership. Why does she not like me? I'll never forget. I said, God, I want to be one of the best at what I do. I want to change lives. And I got a call from Les Brown. And I flew to go meet Les Brown. He said, ET, you should be making at least $50,000 internationally and $100,000 internationally. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, kid, you good. So I went home. I was like, God, why are you making $50? He said, because you're watching the World Series, because you're watching the NBA Finals, because you're watching football and you're watching three games. You're watching the one o'clock game, the 430 game, that 8 p.m. game, and then you watch ESPN to rewatch everything you watched. That's why you ain't successful. You're watching LeBron make his dreams become a reality. You're watching the black mamba make his dreams become right. If you put the same time LeBron put in, and I started studying, and I realized as an African-American male, I need to get a master's degree and a PhD in order to do what I'm doing. And guess what? I had to get up even though it was hard, and I had to take ownership of my life, take ownership of my time, take ownership of my day. You got a phone, and you're not learning a second language. That's your fault. You got a phone and you don't know how to do calculus, that's your fault. You got a cell phone, a smartphone, you can go on the internet and all you're doing is being social on it while Zuckerberg is making billions of dollars on it? Showtime. Listen to me, one more thing, but I'll leave you with this. It's time to take ownership. You want your clothes washed? Mama, make the boy wash his clothes. Teach him how to separate the colors from the white. Mama, let your boy cook. Teach him how to cook. Let him take ownership. Make him go grocery shopping. He said, well, he don't know how to cook like me. Give him at least a day then. Give him two days. Take ownership. Teach him how to change the oil. Make him put gas in the car. Ownership. I love my daughter the light. when When we go to the gas station, my baby girl get out. My baby girl get out and pump the gas. Somebody said, why, you why you make your queen to be? Why, why you make her pump gas? Because I need to teach her one day I might die on this plane, and she need to know how to put the gas in the car. Listen to me very closely. Make these boys grow up. Fellas, take ownership. Don't you ever say you don't have some because of what somebody's doing. Right here, Farrah grape grew up right here, started selling rocks, became a millionaire. Right here in Chicago. So I need you to take ownership of your time, of your what? Of your mind? Of your what?
0: All right, great stuff with Dr. Eric Thomas. His website is etinspires.com. He's got a live event coming up in my neck of the woods, San Diego, California, on November 4th, 2018. It's called the Take Control Entrepreneurship Series. You can see Eric Thomas speak live, and you just might see me there. The website for that is takecontrolwithet.com. If you want to watch that entire talk, it is on YouTube. It's on the Skyline Multimedia YouTube channel. It is called Eric. Thomas. Very simple. All right, that's it for me. I'm going to see you tomorrow with Dr. Leo Buscaglia. I'll see you then. Peace.